What about Vietnam? A podcast with Gary Newsom. The series where Gary talks with travelers about their experiences and adventures. Find out more about Vietnam from the people who have actually been there. What about Vietnam? Whether it's adventure, exploring the culture and cuisine, shopping, or just soaking up the sun. Let Carrie and her travellers pave the way for a magical holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Sing Chow and welcome to What About Vietnam? Look, when someone tells you they think Vietnam has put a string around their heart and brings them coming back for more year after year, you know you have to have them on the show. That's that's just it. Have you ever heard also that saying, you can feel the love or you should listen to your heart? Both those sayings go so directly to my guest today when she talks about her love and her genuine knowledge of Vietnamese cuisine and the Vietnamese people. Monica Chevenia is my guest today, and as an enthusiastic traveller of Southeast Asia, she has worked in the hospitality industry for many years. As a consultant, she's a food blogger, and she runs Chow Down Vietnam Food Tours. And in her spare time, she is the face and creator behind fearless cooking classes and workshops in Hoi An, Vietnam, Vancouver, BC, Canada, where we're talking to her today. And, you know, she pretty much goes wherever her taste buds will let her. Being born and raised in Austria to a family of restauranters, Monica speaks of the importance of fresh food ingredients that burst with simple flavours and yet delight the palate. The smells and excitement of growing up in a restaurant inspired her further education and training in Austria and to her broader travels throughout Europe and Asia. She tells me a few years ago she fell completely in love with Vietnam's magical culture and people while crisscrossing the country several times and indulging in their amazingly fresh and healthy cuisine. Finally setting in in, uh, Hoi An for eight years, her beloved tours and experiences of food in Vietnam will not only open your ears, hearts and imagination to the Vietnamese food you can experience during your stay, but I'm betting it may be the subject that you talk most about when you get home. So let's jump in and hear what this fun-loving, fearless chef has to tell us about Vietnamese food and what you can expect on your visit. Monica, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's absolutely delightful uh, to have you on. We've got a lot to get through. So um, I'm going to start by something I've been meaning to ask you uh, when we, you know, we began chatting was what inspired you to visit Vietnam that very first time? Well, that's very simple. Uh, in 19, I think 1992, a movie came out called Indochine. And in that movie was Catherine Deneuve. And I was uh, crazy, crazy about this woman. She was beautiful. I mean, she still is today. Anyway, the movie had really touched me. Not only her, her herself as an actor, but the whole thing about the, the story of... Um, of Vietnam or Indochine and the French and so on and so forth. So it really inspired me all these years that that's where I want to go one day. So, um, and that's what happened. Uh, I was working in uh, Beijing and uh, Singapore 
And I always had to leave uh, for about 30, 40, after 30 days of working there, I had to leave and go somewhere and come back after a week uh, with a visa requirement. And so I've been everywhere except Vietnam, and it never happened. So after I retired, I finally did go to Vietnam for five weeks, and I traveled the entire country, and uh, I totally fell in love completely. And, and thus, thus was and Chow Down born. That was, well, <laughs> Chow Down came a little later, but uh, yes, um, through my travels and through my, my interests and my passion, which is food, uh, it just people said, well, why don't you do a food tour you, uh, of Vietnam? So that Chow Down was born. And so okay. when I lived in Vietnam for that period of time. Okay. And I think... Um I think we said, you know, you'd been there about eight years. So that's quite a long time to get your head around Vietnam. Yes, yes. And I still don't know everything. No. It's a, it's a ever-changing landscape, that is for sure. So yeah, before absolutely. we get tangled up in, uh, in too much of that, we, you know, I mean, we've got some stories to cover. I don't want to get caught up in noodles and sticky rice just yet. But... <laughs> Uh, look, um, try if you if you can to just give us a little bit of history about the influences that make Vietnamese cuisine quite unique uh, amongst other Asian cuisines. Uh, you know, sometimes it gets kind of put in the Asian food general bucket, and you and I both agree that's not the case, but. Talk to us, uh, if you can, just a little bit about what the influences are that make, you know, Vietnamese food so special, so unique. Well, I think I need to start with a little bit of history of uh, the occupation of Vietnam. Uh, they have been occupied for over a thousand of years uh, by the Chinese, the Japanese, the French, ah, and even the British uh, were there for about uh, a year. So they had a lot of influences coming to them. And um, after the war, or I would say more like in the 20th century, 20th century uh, uh, their cuisine has sort of uh, come about and changed completely because of the French influence. The French, uh, when they occupied, uh, they were almost you know 70 years in Vietnam. Uh, when they occupied Vietnam, they, they had wonderful, they created beautiful buildings uh, of streets and sidewalks and uh, beautiful houses, and they brought their cuisine. They brought the pot au feu, which is a, a chicken uh, a soup uh, with vegetables in France. They brought the pate, they brought their uh, breads, their, their baguettes, and all these things uh, they brought, uh, pate and what happened was uh, Vietnamese uh, sort of adapted it to their style, and they created something out of this. So this is why they have fabulous bread. This is why they have amazing coffee, uh, amazing noodles and rice, because, um, you know, they had nothing, especially after the war. Uh, there was not much rice. So in the south, there was a lot of uh, rice uh, rice paddies coming up in order to feed feed the country. So as it is of today, um, it has really been influenced by all these different uh, cultures, but especially the north, 
The North has very much been influenced by the Chinese for over these years. So the cuisine in the North is a, and the taste is a little bit different than from the South. Uh, so there's quite a difference in that. Um, because of agricultural ways in, in, in the north, there's uh, the longer winters, it's colder there, so they have different kinds of, uh, they have more wheat, they didn't have much rice, and uh, so they're more into the noodles, whereas uh, the south is doing the rice, because they have plenty of it, and they have lots of um, fruits and vegetables and herbs, and they've grown all that in the south. So due to that, uh, weather because of the weather as well, the south is always hot and it's always humid. And uh, so things are going different, so everything tastes a little bit different. And it's also, it's almost like two cultures, but doing the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, it's um, it's something that I learned very early on in my trips back and forth was that, you know, I try to get one dish um, in Saigon and then try and I'd go to order the same dish in Hanoi and either A, I couldn't get it or B, it just tasted totally different. And I thought, exactly. now, what have I missed here? Like, yeah, can you explain? Well, it is because of the Chinese influence. So they're more into, as I said, they're more into soy sauce than into fish sauce. Because in the South, uh, they're right. making the fish sauce, okay? So that has the, yeah. the Chinese influence is very strong there. Uh, even you don't mention that word to the Vietnamese. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know, it is their cuisine. So they're very proud of that. But I think, that, I think, and I know that this is uh, their main uh, concern or their main difference that the weather and what they're growing, that's what it is. So in the north, they had more uh, pork and chicken and they were more proteins, basically, and uh, not as many vegetables and not as many uh, fresh fruits as the, as the south has. So right. it's because of that. Also, they created basically uh, their own cuisine. That's what happens, right? If you have a, if you have a, a bunja, for instance, uh, which is a national dish in, in, in Hanoi, which you must have, uh, if you have it in Hanoi, it will completely taste different in the South. It's not even, doesn't even look like it sometimes, uh, mm. uh, that that's the bunja that you had in the North. So, and that's pretty well with whether it's spring rolls or, or or just noodles or whatever it is, it's all a little bit different. And also in the in the north, they they don't serve their food spicy. You will get spicy condiments that you use yourself, but uh, they don't they don't you put it yourself into the soups or into your things. But they're not making the dish spicy. Whereas in the south, you get a little bit more oomph. Um, yeah. But what is yeah. happening with the with the with the the food is there's an incredible harmony about flavors. It's very important. It's like uh, you know the four or five senses of cooking. It's sweet, sour, pungent, and uh, salty. So and they also have the umami flavor because of the fish sauce. So mm. uh, does that make I sense? Yeah, it does. And uh, it, it makes sense to me uh, when I did uh, some street food uh, tours and certainly also when I did some cooking classes to just see the additives of when you, you mentioned, I think you said sweet, uh, sour uh, and punchy, which is 
chili and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But the amount of sugar that goes in uh, some and, and the amount of salt and the amount of um, chili does vary yes. quite dramatically yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in each area. And, I, I mean, to me that kind of adds some of the excitement about uh, if you if you let your taste buds take you to various locations, you don't actually. It's not same same. You're going to get no. something a little bit slightly different uh, yeah. with their local spin on it, for one of a for one of a better word. I want to talk a little bit about street food, and I want to do that because it comes up a lot. And some people, I think, have a little bit of a reservation about eating street food. I mean, I've, I've been a, a fairly <clears throat> game traveller, I suppose. So I, I will, no matter what country, if they're serving something that's cooked and that smell and that aroma is drawing me in, I'm, I'm there and I'm buying that shish kebab or that sticker or that, you know, something to try, much to the amazement of who I'm travelling with going, what are you doing that for? You don't know what's in that and that could be this and that could be that. So talk to us a little bit about street food in Vietnam because to me they are one-on-one. The first thing I would like to suggest to any visitor to Vietnam, uh, take a food tour. Don't be cheap. Get a food tour because you learn a tremendous amount and your eyes will be open and the guys, uh, which is, they all speak really well English and, 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 you know, they, they know everything and they know where to go. Uh, I, I highly suggest that, you know, you know, walk around the first few days and, and see what's going on. But the, your curiosity will get the, the better of it because you see food everywhere and you, you just in awe what, First, it's a white blob, and you don't know what it is, and it's some kind of noodle, and then three minutes later, there's some fabulous things in there, and there's always um, fried fried shallots in it, and, you know, with one second, you have this amazing noodle dish that uh, you had no idea. A minute ago, it wasn't there, and now it's there, and now you're eating it, and the flavors, and the the taste of it, and the freshness of it, so... um, that's uh, that's what needs to be seen and to, needs to be experienced, right? But the most important thing is, yes, there is a bit of a, a problem. I mean, food safety, we're not in North America. We're not in Australia. When you go to Asia, you have to have certain... There's got to be a little bit of resistance uh, uh, in your stomach to, to what you eat. Mind you, you can get uh, a food safety problem, you, or, you know, some... some um, in the best hotels, it can happen. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Uh, so uh, when you see what, what's one is my philosophy, I always go where there are people. So the more people more are on the street, in that place, or, you know, around it, and I'm pretty safe, it's fast. Well, I know the pork's been out all day, but it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's unheard of in our country that that is, what, you have this out on the, on the counter, so yeah. you need to go know where to go and where to, what to do. The thing is about street food is, and when you watch this, and I've watched it for many, many times, and I love watching it, is uh, when you go to the markets and you see all these little uh, uh, shops and these little counters, and 
there is not much food around. The food comes constantly fresh. There's fresh chicken coming. They, they just killed it around the corner. There's fresh pate <laughs> coming. And, you know, it's just everything is, is fresh and it's coming to you with these guys on the motorbike. And you got all the chicken hanging off. And literally, they just killed them five minutes ago. And you get the freshest of the freshest. And you get the, the fresh prawns and or maybe the dried ones. And they're safer anyway. So, you know, there's a lot to watch. But I think you just let a, have to let go and, and try everything. If you don't go to Vietnam to experience the food, I would say don't waste your time to go there. Because I, food I is everything, too. you know? It is. Yes. And I think... Yeah. Um, there's always there's uh, some lovely characters that come with that, and some oh. uh, experiences like the the yeah. people or the vendor vendors that are, are selling it. Uh, you know, you can you can kind of strike up some kind of communication with them. You know, the stories around sitting on little red chairs they yes. absolutely fascinated <laughs> me when I first. I thought, my God, this country has just had a bulk sale in red chairs. Yeah. Is there a story behind the red chairs? <laughs> Do we know sure, even where they came from? Well, I always make up that story that uh, the French left a little chair from the, you know, from the kids playing or something, and then they <laughs> saw that. And, and when they open up the shops, there's not much room, and they want to get as many people into their little shop. So, you know, red chairs are perfect, right? The almost yes. feeling, but uh, it's perfect. And uh, Vietnam yeah, I always feel scary. like I'm playing house, you know, I, like I'm that, a 10-year-old again. That's <laughs> it, you know, that's it. It's like uh, I remember the first time I was in uh, taking a, a hike up in Sapa in the northern parts, and we had this fabulous uh, tour guide, this woman uh, uh, with a baby on the back, and they hike with you for, you know, six, seven hours a day. And at the end of the tour, she said, I would like to invite you to my house. And... You know, it wasn't really a house. It was a, a little, uh, you know, contraption, a shed kind of thing with you could look through the through the walls and it was like two by fours kind of put together. And, and she said, sit down and then I'm making you some dinner. And there she is on the floor chopping up garlic, you know, she has a little cutting board there and she's kneeling on the floor in, in, as they do and chopping up the... The, the the meat and the, the the ingredients and then you know half an hour later we had this amazing soup you know it's uh I will never forget that and 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 the characters and how much they put in to show you how much they love their country is unbelievable yes. and it will do anything for you to to love it yes. as well Yes, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I mean, uh, I purposely did cooking classes and uh, took food tours because I, I think the best way to get to know a country is definitely through their food. Absolutely. And yeah. as you say, they are very proud of their food and the 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 cuisine, the spices, everything that they put into it. They do it with such love. That yes. you know, you you feel like you you are part of their family almost yeah. when they yeah. are serving a dish, which is which is absolutely uh, just delightful. But tell us, like you run uh, Chow Down Tours, which um, is uh, a fabulous concept, and I know very successful. Talk to us a little bit about some of the experiences along the those tours with people because. Obviously, people listening to us uh, are saying, oh, gee, you know, is that me or not? And, you know, people have 
expectations or some preconceived ideas. So talk to us a little bit about some of the experiences that you've enjoyed uh, with uh, people on your tours. Well, uh, first I want to say there's no tour ever the same. Every tour I do (laughs) is a little bit different. So different areas, different food, different things that we do, uh, mainly because I have to say I'm very selfish. I like to I like to be excited about things that I do. So I don't like doing the same, same, same thing all over again. So during my tours, I mean, I will take people who always start in Hanoi because that's where you need to start, in uh, my opinion, uh, in order to get to know uh, Vietnam, uh, to see the difference and everything else and, and see how people are. But we usually start in Hanoi. Uh, we went up to Sapa before um, this we now we are adding uh, Phong Nha, which uh, we make our way. We take the train, uh, going to Phong Nha, and then last time, I, my last tour in Vietnam was two years ago, and I've taken 16 people on uh, the Ho Chi Minh Trail for five days. So uh, we had um, on a motorbike. So everybody was uh, sitting on the back of a motorbike, and uh, some uh, some of us was driving our own motorbikes. But uh, it was an amazing tour, and to this day, and this has been two years now, uh, people are still in touch with me. That was the best trip they've ever had in their whole life. So uh, seeing Vietnam in a different way, different areas, it, it's just amazing. So uh, then we're going down to Hano, uh, to Hoi An, which uh, is where I resided. It's the most beautiful part of uh, all of Vietnam, in my idea, in my way. Uh, beautiful beaches. And so there we uh, we do bike rides. We find out. I, I show people how to, um, how rice is cultivated, what they're doing with rice. If we're in April, then uh, in April or October, we'll be watching a uh, rice harvest and what, what how they're uh, processing the rice and what's involved and, and actually showing them the real hard work that's involved to make uh, uh, five cents on a bowl of rice in their life and to feed the family. Uh, we also go and do cooking classes. I do two, three-day cooking classes sometimes uh, where we, uh, it's not only Vietnamese, but it's also, I'm, I'm very, very much uh, into fresh food and also not wasting food. So um, this is where fearless cooking comes out of chow down. So, um, and that's what I'm continuing at the moment here in Canada. Because, you know, we're kind of stuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, we're right with you on that one. Uh, when we talk about fresh, speak to us a little bit uh, about um, the freshness side and they don't waste anything. That was the thing. I think uh, we started cooking something with the pumpkin plant and uh, I couldn't believe that they used absolutely every part of the pumpkin, the flour, the root, the, the vegetables. So talk to us a little bit about the freshness side and and uh, and just about their, their need to not want to waste anything. Well, that's, I think that's the number one thing about Vietnamese food is the freshness. And one of the reasons is, Everybody has their own garden. They have a community, community gardens. They have community rice uh, paddies that they share in villages. The government has given them all uh, uh, so much land that they can, can harvest that's theirs. And then the community goes together. 
So uh, everything is priced. They don't go to the supermarket. You know, I mean, the bigger cities, they have them, but they don't have supermarkets, so they don't have processed food. Uh, even though I have to say that's coming in and uh, the, the children or the young people are into getting into that, unfortunately. But uh, the freshness is there because they live right there and they cook it right there in their own house. They got the rice outside and they, they harvest their spinach and their herbs. And um, they're selling it, goes to the market. They're making the noodles in the morning or the rice gets cooked in the morning. Off they go to the market and it will be sold. That's a very uh, natural thing. They, they don't understand that and nothing gets left over. Everything gets eaten and then they start all over again. And, you know, when they have dinner, there are about six or eight dishes uh, always around. You can't just have, like we do, spring rolls and that's our dinner. No, no, there's a whole lot of vegetables mm. and herbs. The herbs are incredibly important uh, to uh, Vietnamese cuisine. And, mm. you know, I mean, food I alone, so uh, you have flavors in there. This is unbelievable. So um, it's always, for them, it's, it's always a it's always, if I can just interject there, it's, it's always amazed me because they have such a, in some ways, a high vegetarian uh, but high carb diet, which, yeah. you know, because of the, the noodles and because of the rice, etc. But they're so tiny. I like know. I go, <laughs> I mean, what is in their rice and in their <laughs> noodles that uh, isn't in ours? Well, I think it's the combination of there's never just rice. It's always rice goes with vegetables, and you must have vegetables. I mean, the amount of vegetables that they, the amount of greens that they're eating, that's what makes them really healthy. We don't eat that amount of greens. When you look at, uh, you know, the, 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 the spinach and, and, and the herbs, there's a plate of green on the table. This is enormous. It's huge. Uh, and they're, they're not eating like us a whole big bowl of, of rice, even though they are, but it's mixed and it's slowly and they're enjoying it. We are rushing. For them, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's, that's an art form. You don't just <laughs> swallow that yeah. and, and run, you know? <laughs> you're enjoying it. You're meeting your friends. Yes. You, you, you're talking to your family. Food is the most important thing uh, for Vietnamese. That's it. I mean, there's nothing else but food. Uh, you know, money. Yeah. We want to make money and make a living. But food is their priorities. And uh, when they meet you, they will give you food. You must have food. You must take food. Food for them is a is an extension of who they are. And and yeah. I think uh, and they're sharing it with us. And it's it, it's fabulous. It really is uh, an amazing thing. And it took me a while to grab that that concept because, you know, I have a very dear friend, she's Vietnamese, and I actually met her when she uh, delivered a cooking class. And we just got on so well and have been friends for years. But uh, it's kind of almost ritualistic, isn't it? It's it's yes. celebrating. Uh, yeah. It's it's being uh, respectful of the food, grateful yes. for the food, yes. uh, and their appreciation of your company to enjoy it. And yes. they slow down, as you say. They're not like us that are just gobbling food and you know shoving it down our throat. Yeah. They 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 do it meticulously. They do it very uh, artfully, almost. Yeah. 
how yeah. they will set it up and they will bless the food and then, you know, uh, eat it. And it, it, it really forced me to take a, a re-look at just, you know, what I do when I come home, when I'm back <laughs> into the machine of cooking, yeah. as we do yeah. with a family or, or whatever. And, you know, I've sat at the table and I've said to people, like, just slow the heck down. Yeah. You know, we can yeah. enjoy this food and we should be more grateful for it that we, we have it. So I'm glad you brought that that up. I think um, if I can just take you through just so that we, we kind of wrap this up with uh, uh, some things for people to kind of take away from our chat. When we say people should definitely include a food tour in uh, in their planning, where where would you say to start and finish and what locations uh, and maybe dishes they should try? There's a lot I'll in that, it, isn't it? Tuesday, I asked a lot of questions. <laughs> I'll make it firm. You know me. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, Hanoi. You need to start in Hanoi. And okay. uh, Hanoi. the reason Hanoi is it, I mean, Hanoi has amazing food. And as I mentioned, the... Uh, you need to, you need to, first of all, you need to have food, which is, the, you know, the soup, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, is an important part. It used to be in the olden days, it used to be that Vietnamese only would eat that in the morning. And it would only be available in the morning. That was their breakfast. And so, but because of the influx of the tourists and wanting more and more and more, uh, now it's getting served uh, 24 hours. I mean, you can have uh, anywhere. Um, and that's, then you need to have that in order to try the, the, the soup song in the South. Right, in order to see the difference. The the other thing is there is bunja. Bunja is um, is ground ground pork, and it comes with noodles, and it comes with special sauces, and it's just an experience uh, to eat. It's a, it's just a you might look at it and say, oh, that looks like a burger patty, but there's so much love and taste and flavor in these things, and how they're making, and it comes with uh, very special uh, spring rolls. So that's another dish that you need to try in Hanoi. The other one is Chaka Labong, which is a, a fish dish. And there's a whole street dedicated, it's actually called Chaka Labong in, in the old quarter, uh, dedicated to that. And there's some restaurants there. The, some of them are over 100 years old. And you don't have to order anything. You just sit down and they'll bring you uh, these uh, cookers and they bring you a big frying pan and the thing is sizzling on it and you start cooking it yourself and turning and twisting and dipping it here and adding the noodles and it's fish in dill sauce. It's a very special fish. It's a white fish. Uh, it's uh, very tasty. It's, it's not a fatty fish. Uh, it's very, very... Um, it's a very, very good fish, uh, very tasty, and it comes in a dill sauce, and that's uh, that's an amazing, amazing dish that uh, a lot of people don't know about, and it's it's very, very important that uh, people eat that. And of course, you want to have your first introduction to a banh mi, which is the baguette with various things, and you can have there's one uh, the first word I learned was opla, and opla means eggs. And so if you in the morning walk around, you see these people with these baguettes selling you stuff, you just go opla and they give you some eggs and amazing herbs and, and special sauces 
that they make. Everybody makes their own little sauce, and it, it's something to die for. So you start off in Hanoi with that, and then you wait, make your way down to the to the middle part or to the southern part, and things start to change a little bit there. But again, go for the banh mi. One of the best banh mi's in the whole world is in Hoi An. There's nothing, nothing better than that. So, yeah, yeah I, you do. And once again, uh, as you say, the baguettes, uh, the bread that they make is just, it, 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 it is to die for. It's like, incredible. It is my, to die. And my, one of the reasons it's made with white flour. There's a little bit of wheat flour. I had the pleasure of working in a bakery for a night, and it was quite interesting. Uh, none of them spoke any English, and my Vietnamese is... Yes, no, no, nothing, non-existing, but <laughs> it was amazing. I was, I thought it was just flour, but uh, yeah, no, it's rice flour mixed with a little bit of wheat flour, and uh, it's just, um, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. One more thing I like to add that people need to try in Hanoi, and that is, uh, it's an egg coffee. Vietnamese is very famous for their cafe. And uh, you need to try uh, any kind of coffee and uh, egg coffee, which is like a coffee, a black coffee with it's a it's a whipped egg on top, uh, cream, which is like a sabayon, you know, when you whip up uh, some warm eggs and uh, with some wine, which is not in there. It's called a sabayon. So that is put on top into the onto the, the coffee. It's unbelievable. Forget the five thousand calories, but it's fabulous. yes i know i i'm one of these people that even when i order a juice i say no sugar because i i can get a bit sugared up over there uh they do love their sugar for sugar is important to their diet yes so we 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 finish off we not finish off we start hanoi (laughs) we go to hoi an uh, I think another thing that I've enjoyed, uh, and I'm sure you have too, in uh, Hoi An and Da Nang, is seafood and yes. being able to eat just beautifully freshly caught seafood when you're selecting it out of a a bucket pretty much, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're great with the mussels, with the clams, the mix. Fabulous things with, with clams. They just throw them on the barbecue, but they have a different system as we have on barbecue. They're making it steamy, hot, and they're waving something around. So in order to put the heat to go right into it. And, I mean, you will see a lot of men on the street that are actually barbecuing in front of their house and uh, or, or selling it. And uh, they're taking great pride in that. And as a whole system of how they're barbecuing or how they're fanning it and how which way to do it but the seafood yes it's uh, it's fabulous it's really and that it's is. fresh it's really fresh so if we, if we put s- so we do uh we do bar me and definitely seafood in hoi an and Absolutely. then we we head down further down the down south uh, and we end up if i may in, if i may interrupt yeah? For a second, uh, there's cow lao in in Hawaii. Oh, how do we forget cow lao? (laughs) It's a very, very special dish. You're only going to get it in Hawaiian, so this is your chance. If you get it somewhere else, I can tell you it's not going to be the same. So there is a very special well in Hawaiian. 
that uh, they're taking the water in order to the make barley it well. That's right, mm-hmm. Valley well, well, and uh, it's very important. So the water is that true? Yeah, I thought that was well, a myth. <laughs> no, it's not a myth. Some of it are, are doing it. Some of it are taking the water. Some of them are not. But the myth is, this is the water, and that's the only way these noodles are getting uh, the, the right flavors. So they're cooking the noodles in there, and so it's a broth. And it has some herbs in it, and you know, uh, it's uh, it's basil and and all kinds of things, and uh, it's just a very aromatic soup that uh, with noodles and and meat and very thin slices of it, and it's just uh, to die for. Because it, it too is about uh, the broth, isn't it? It's a broth the broth is the, the most uh, important the, thing, and yes. the crunchy the crunchy pieces of pork. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I I can't say enough they, about. They know what to do with pork belly there. That's for sure. Oh, they know. sure do. They, they absolutely do. do. Yes. So, where yeah. if we left Toy Anne, uh, where would we go to next? Do you think? Well, would the, we go the, straight uh, to Saigon. You you can go straight to Saigon, but if you want to have some really experience of that, is completely different. And like every part that you go in the country is completely different. But uh, there's the lot. Uh, which is a mountain oh. in the mountains. The lot is uh, is where the rich Saigonese or the rich French French used to go and build mansions in the mountains uh, for the summer and just enjoying themselves in the nice cool temperature. And uh, the lot has uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, agriculture. They have a lot of uh, silkworms, where they make. Uh, Silk out of it, so you can watch them. You can eat silkworms there. You can eat silkworms anywhere. But if you were to eat silkworms, I would say suggest to have it in Dalat uh, with a little bit of garlic and white wine sauce. It's absolutely delicious. I know a lot of people oh, don't believe in the in the, in these things, but it is uh, it is uh, a delicacy, and they also believe in them and they have crickets and all kinds of uh, animals that they eat up there because. Uh, let's remember the war. There was nothing to eat. So after the war, there was nothing. There was no rice planted, so they were starving. So they they went uh, and caught uh, insects and uh, all kinds of critters. And yes, they've been eating uh, in the past cats. And yes, they're still eating dogs in some special areas, unfortunately. But uh, we have to also understand their culture, and that I think it comes from them. And a lot of these old timers, um, especially men, like uh, like that kind of. But uh, anyway, it's an interesting, very it's a beautiful. Oh, by the way, it's a beautiful uh, monastery up in the lot. Uh, beautiful coffee, coffee country. Yeah, it's uh, lovely. Strawberries, flowers, all the flowers from Vietnam are coming from mm. the lot. So it's uh, yeah, very, the- very cool. Very good. It's a beautiful yes. place, and they have beautiful. the everlasting flowers and yes. strawberries the size of eggs. Yeah. I've never oh, seen such big strawberries. There's waterfalls. Like yeah. Yes, you can actually taste them exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, would we go to? I want to. I want to grab you before we finish up because I, I know you've got uh, a little bit to tell about Fuqua, uh, and but I want to. Just grab from you in Saigon. What dish would you pick to to make sure that you try? Well, well, there you go again. You have to have seafood in Saigon. You get the best frogs. 
and uh, the best uh, best seafood anywhere. I mean, uh, I would highly suggest you go on a on a food tour with a motorbike. Uh, there's uh, you know there's several tour companies. Uh, can I mention the, my favorite tour company there, if I could? Is uh, Western, sure. Uh, is uh, Saigon Vespa, Vespa Adventure. That you can have in every town, but if you don't have time up north, I highly suggest uh, Saigon to do it. It's an experience you will never forget. On the back of a motorbike at six o'clock at rush hour, uh, you have about nah, close to nine million uh, uh, motorbikes out there and all going home in one direction. And then people go and they stop in various places in order to have frog and crab and, and very delicate uh, things uh, and the stuffed um, stuffed uh, squid and things like that. Then you go to to uh, you drive around and you see the town, the city, and, and lit up and it's just beautiful seeing the opera and everything. And, and then uh, you go into a nightclub, but uh, actually you go into a bar. They're taking in, taking you to a place where you you go some back alley and you go to, through some some people's houses and you go upstairs and you're up on some top floor rooftop and there's yeah. this jazz jazz band playing and it's just the most intimate, beautiful kind of music. There's no microphones. It's all organically done, and it's an experience of its own. And afterwards, you go to a nightclub and there is something else. So it's Vietnamese like to dance. It's not looking. They all like to dance and they like they love music. Uh, they're great musicians and uh, they're just having a good time. They're enjoying life so much, uh, so much more than we do in reality. They every day absolutely is time for the family a joy. and the friends. Yeah, there's no weekend I'm going with my friends out. No, it's every day the, they are out and about. So. Uh, Highly recommended. It's a highlight of, of my tour, and it's an experience you will never forget. And you will be able to eat things that you've never eaten before. <laughs> All right. Well, um, knowing how you and I can get, we could be here for hours, but I, yes. I'm trying to <laughs> be aware of time. Can you just talk very quickly? I just want to finish up with a little bit uh, about Fuqua because not many people – it, 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 it's kind of new to the tourism stage, I guess, uh, and not a lot about it out there. But I know we talked about pepper and we also talked about uh, fish sauce. And I just thought very quickly you could tell uh, the importance of that and just how it relates to Fuqua. Well, you cannot make a meal without fish sauce in Vietnam. It's just, you may make coffee without it, but <laughs> everything else has fish sauce. So this is sort of the umami of, of, of it is umami flavor uh, that we all love in a way. A lot of people can't, don't like the smell, but once it's in your food, it sort of dissipates. So it's, uh, uh, that's what Pukwak is really, really, uh, famous for is for the fish sauce and it's uh, in all the other parts of uh, Vietnam fish sauce is made with squid this one is made with anchovies and it really sets it apart from any any other fish sauce that I've ever tasted uh, first meal like red boat 
uh, fish stores, which is amazing. And uh, I realized it is now in a lot uh, of different countries now and finally able to export it. And it's really made a name of itself. But also, uh, if you if you're down in Fuqua, which is a beautiful island with fabulous beaches, um, there are some parts where you know the Sheridan and all those big uh, conglomerates have appeared. But there's also jungle there that you can uh, get lost in, uh, very easy. But if you're looking for food, seafood is it. I've never in my life seen prawns like this. They, they were like some of them were like. You know, 10, 12 inches long. I have not ever seen wow. anything. They're humongous. They're like looking little crayfish, almost little lobsters. Uh, that's how big they wow. are. So you and tasty? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And yeah. you know, in Vietnam, they have this very special uh, dipping sauce that you dip everything into it. And it's uh, it's basically made from, from water, sugar, lime juice, and of course, fish sauce and chili. And so you dip this in. It's unbelievable. But in Fuqua, because they have such fantastic pepper, it's one of very, very aromatic pepper. And unfortunately, I just ran out the other day, so I need to go back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. we definitely but, have to go back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But what they're doing is um, they're taking the beautiful pepper, grind it up with a little bit of salt, and then they're mixing it in a little bit with lime juice. And that's where you dip your giant uh, prawns in uh, or shrimps. And you dip that and you eat that. Oh, my God. I'm salivating <laughs> right now as I speak. But uh, it's, it's, that's, it's unforgettable. An unforgettable taste that uh, it's just Vietnam. It's, uh, it you is. Get stuck Look, on that. Monica, uh, look, this is definitely going to be an unforgettable episode because we've covered <laughs> so much and I'm so thrilled uh, to, to have done it with you. Uh, maybe, maybe I might kind of grab you for another episode down the track. We might even get you to talk about a recipe maybe that uh, people can try at home. Maybe we do something would, like that. What do you think? Would love to. Love to do that. Yes. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, okay, Monica, I'm going to have to say uh, farewell. Thank you for your time. And um, I, I, I hope to be in Vietnam with you very soon. Tomorrow? Let's just say very soon. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Thank you for listening. Check out the episode notes for more information. What about Vietnam? Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and stay tuned for more fun adventures in Vietnam. What about Vietnam?